greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broadcast, a podcast where three bras discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me, as always, on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends. First up, Katie. What's going on? Good evening. And Christina, eating dinner. What's going on? Hey, hey, don't call me out. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hey, we gotta do what we gotta do around here. That's right. We're busy. We gotta we gotta multitask. Yeah. We are multitask broadcast podcast. So just so you guys know. Uh it's been a minute for us, for all of us. So I'm glad we're all back talking some Loki episodes three and four. So this is gonna be uh, a lot to talk about. Lot to kind of maybe break down. I know we have all had all our through theories that we've discussed previously. So let's kick it off with some uh, overall thoughts. For me, I think overall these last two episodes, so episodes three, episodes four, have been really solid. Especially, I think this past episode, episode four, has really dug into I think the lore of not just Marvel, but I think we're really deep diving into the universe, the overall galaxy really really like solidly and i'm really excited to see where we're going with all of this so i i think from episode three lamantis is what the um, episode was titled i really good episode aesthetically for me really loved how that planet looked i liked how we deep dived with both the loki's well loki and then um silva sylvia however you want to pronounce it that we get those two characters deep diving and kind of get more of where they're coming from, what they're doing, things like that, their ultimate goals and what they know. So the big thing that I took away from that episode specifically is when she told our Loki that when she went into C20's mind that she, you know, basically realized that they are variants just like them and that the TVA brought them in to do their job to do what they're doing and obviously Loki was like wait a minute I was told that the timekeepers are the ones that created this whole thing and that they were created by the timekeepers she's like no I was in her mind she's from earth and she's not she's a variant so that whole kind of conversation was really interesting I think that's that was the big takeaway for me Obviously, when those two were on the train, too, their conversations about love and everything like that was really cool. Good, like, again, good character development for both of them. I think the and, uh, the the other thing that really stuck out with me was the was kind of the one shot. It seemed like a one shot, but you could tell maybe where the cuts were and everything like that. But that's at the end of the episode when you're following those two in the city trying to get to the ship. It was it was really great, like just visually and the camera work was great. So, again, stunning, stunning stuff aesthetically for that episode. And then obviously this past episode, I think we get the big stuff. I mean, obviously the timekeepers are not who we thought they were. Katie, you've been talking about that. I even think, Christina, you've been talking about that, how the TVA, you know, are, aren't what they seem and everything like that. So we're really diving deep into the TVA now which is really, really cool because I think this is the meat potatoes of the show. Obviously, we find out that C-20 may be dead, possibly dead. We don't know. 
Uh, Ravona's telling Mobius that she's dead. I don't buy it. Obviously, Ravona knows a lot more than she's saying. So a lot of questions, a lot, you know, a lot to still uncover with that. Obviously, we see Loki in like this kind of loop of him getting his butt kicked by um, Lady Sif, which was amazing. I love that they did that. They brought her in. That was great, great, great little uh, cameo. And then again, the conversations between Loki and Mobius, you know, Loki telling Mobius, listen, dude, the TVA is lying to you, man. Believe it or not, they're lying to you. So, and obviously Mobius starting to question everything was really, really cool. Again, shocking, shocking that he got pruned. I was not expecting that. That was like a oh shit moment for me. So that was really, again, uh, a nice touch, a nice like kind of, oh, okay, we're kind of going there now. And then obviously we see Loki get pruned at the end of the episode. But then if I hope you all watch like good Marvel fans do watch through the end because we had like a mid credit scene where Loki appears and he is in some world with a bunch of other Lokis as we as he um, looks up. And I noticed I saw some people pointing out that it looks like there's like the Stark Tower in the background of it. So we don't know where we are, but my guess is we're a bunch of Lokis were pruned. That's where we are. And that's where maybe Mobius is with a bunch of other Mobius variants. Who knows? This is going to be, I think, the big, you know, big picture stuff that we'll get answers to. We only have two episodes left and there's I feel like there's a lot that needs to be covered but maybe not. I mean, a lot. I mean, maybe they'll leave it open for, you know, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and all that stuff. So, I mean, obviously Ant-Man and the quantum stuff is going to be huge, too. So this is setting up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So that's my thoughts. I'm going to go to Katie. Katie, your overall thoughts on these last two episodes. Some good stuff, man. A lot of good stuff. And only two episodes left. So whew, we got a lot to lot to pick up. Yeah, I can't believe there's only two episodes left. Um, yeah, I'm with you on uh, Lamentus and the design of that planet was really nice. Um, it was really interesting kind of social commentary. Uh, it kind of gave me them trying to get on the train and then, of course, only them only letting like the wealthy on the train. Uh, it gave me Snowpiercer vibes. I don't know if either of you yes, have seen that. Seen it, yeah. yeah, I've seen that movie. But um, yeah, I kind of kind of got that from that uh, from that little moment. But anyway, yeah, ha- the back and forth that Sylvie and Loki had was nice. Um, seeing Sylvie in the TVA for that brief millisecond, uh, she tried to use her powers and she couldn't and she didn't know that she couldn't. So that was kind of interesting how you know, as we learn in episode four, that she has been on the run for a long time. Um, and that she wasn't, she like just wasn't all the way read in on how the TVA world worked yet. Uh, anyway, so yeah, episode three was good. Uh, definitely. I did a little fist pump moment when, uh, Sylvie said that C20's memory was, I wrote it down. She said her mind was a mess, clouded, and I had to go 200 years before the TVA to find a memory that she could use to enchant. That's big information. Um, yeah. That's yeah. huge information. That means the TVA is in the future. And that means the timekeepers are uh, really creating this weirdo narrative, I feel like. Like I've been feeling yep. from the beginning. Like yep. the the Nexus event, like the big time war. I think we're in it. 
Like, I think that's happening. I think that's, that's the whole, that's the whole show. It's, it's about this made up event. It's happening right now. Um, and the people are conscripted. I, I called that out. Uh, yep. You did. Thro- you did. Throwing back to, throwing back to the first order stormtroopers. But anyway, that was, that was really cool information to get. And then also in ugh, episode four was just so chock full of, so there's so much emotion and self-reflection going on with Loki and with all of these characters uh, watching those dominoes fall. Once that seed of doubt was planted from Mobius from B15 and the way she like went full on, she knew something was up, especially when, when C20 came back and they all heard what she said. Uh, I don't think C20 is dead. I think she's probably in cold storage somewhere and they're going to hopefully thaw her out and, you know, or think they're going to thaw her out. Um, yeah, the the big reveals with the timekeepers, that was pretty crazy. Um, I knew they weren't what they seemed to be. I thought they were going to be holograms, not robots, but that was still pretty dang cool. I want to know what Rona is up to. I want to know, you know, what her place and everything is. It seems like she was just an average everyday TVA person you know when when she lets baby sylvie escape uh what like what's her deal (laughs) now we need to know what her deal is and yes i hope that uh when you get pruned that you are transported to a planet with a whole bunch of versions of you and i hope that owen wilson and all of the other owen wilsons are riding jet skis somewhere um in (laughs) in another alternate reality and i i I'm sure we'll see him again. I, I really hope we'll see him again. But um, yeah, that big reveal at the end was great too. And I think that is probably New York. Um, there were four different Lokis and one of them was an alligator. And I'm so here for it. It's so weird. I love it. <laughs> this show is getting weird, which is great though. Like I, I, I love it because you can do a lot with it just because of where we are with you know, within this time frame that we're in, which we don't, we don't really even know. Are we in the future? We, I mean, yeah, like saying years seems like we are in the future, but like, what, what the hell? So, I know I saw this crazy theory that we are maybe in the quantum realm somehow. I, I saw that theory. It's kind of interesting. I'll have to show it to you guys, but I. It kind of, I was like, I'm kind of here for it. If that's if that's the case, if that's the case. If we're in the quantum realm somehow, and this is how the TVA is running, that's cool. Like, it, it's gonna make sense because that would connect to Ant Man and the Wasp, you know, next film and everything. So, yeah, good stuff. So, Christina, your thoughts on these last two episodes? Lot, lot of stuff. Lot I of stuff. realized in these last two episodes, especially the last one, that I really have a thing for Owen Wilson with like his silvery gray hair. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know why. I was like, that looks really great on Owen Wilson. Like, he should always have that. Not that. And like the way it's cut, not that surfer boy boy thing. Like, you're too old for that now, Owen Wilson. Um, and her name's Sylvie Lauren. Sylvie. Sylvie. Thank you. Yeah. Um, because Katie and we I know. about died. <laughs> yeah, we know we have to give Lauren Grace on names and thank you spelling. Yes, and punctuation we we know, and, but we can you. still laugh at her. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> no, so. Um, I thought that was really cool. I loved Lamentus. I loved the whole planet. I loved watching that. Um, Sylvie's background, again, 
really interesting acknowledging and then realizing like, yeah, we're both orphans and she doesn't really know how this all happened. And she acknowledged that it took her a while. She was on the run and it kept, she kept having events because they kept, they were on her tail the whole time until she figured out she had to be at these apocalyptic events. Um, so, I mean, she spent her whole life living in apocalypses. Think about how that must feel. Yeah. You're probably a little bitter and angry. Um, yeah, I thought their relationship's really interesting. I want to know more about how the two of them sitting there, how that caused a nexus event to where it gave a branch. Yeah, I want that's that be very explained. Interesting. Um, yeah. Because that was interesting. Because realistically, they were both sitting there like, "Yep, this is it. We're, we're we failed," and they didn't. Um, I again, I think the timekeepers. That was we kind of anticipated that they were going to be something not what you think they would be. Um, I don't know how they're going to wrap this up in two episodes is actually what after three and four, these are going to be just massive episodes. Um, the neon lights though, again, we got into like that, that neon light, dark and dirty underworld feeling um, type thing. And I love that Marvel's like going that route with so many things. I think it's so visually cool and it gives you something it, gives you something to look at i didn't love though i felt like these last two episodes were very dark which by the way they should be but when you're in a brighter room watching it (laughs) i need like give me a couple scenes where it's a little lighter and i can see some detail like give me some flashes where i can see detail something um, because it did feel very dark and hard to watch and since i'm moving i haven't hooked up the apple tv and so i'm watching on my phone which makes it a little more difficult too that's fair. <laughs> That's really fair. Yeah, I think what's interesting, and I'll throw I'll throw this question to both of you, because so let's let's kind of talk about TVA because I think now we really are getting a sense of what's going on with the TVA now that obviously C twenty is either live or dead, but also B fifteen. So in this last episode, B fifteen, obviously after getting enchanted by Sylvie, am I correct on that? Sylvie? Yes, that's it. Thank you. (laughs) Once she was enchanted by Sylvie, her memories jogged. So then she took Sylvie back to that event uh, and asked her what the, what the hell is going on? And Sylvie told her, listen, dude, you, this is, you are not who they say you are. And then she showed her her memories. And then obviously in the end, uh, at the end of the episode, B B 15, helped them out and got their collars taken off and everything like that. So again, you can start seeing the TVA starting to crumble a little bit. Obviously, like you guys talked about the timekeepers are, were bullshit the entire time. So now the question is, and this is what I want to ask both of you, who is really the, the, the person behind the timekeepers? Because, it's almost like the Wizard of Oz effect, right? Somebody behind the curtain is pulling the strings. So my head goes to King the Conqueror. And I say that because we know in the comics, from the little I know about King the Conqueror, that Ravona's character is involved with him. And if Ravona knows a lot of shit, my guess is it's because King has her and she knows. Because he is somehow maybe either running the TVA or is, is behind all of it, who knows. But there is something bigger than, obviously, these three bullshit robot, whatever they were showing to us. So now the question is, 
who is behind the timekeepers in the TVA. So Katie, any thoughts on that? I mean, King the Conqueror, Ravona, possibly, you never know. Any any guesses with anything, any theories that you have with that? Man, the only thing that I think, I mean, it's so hard to trust anything that we have seen so far, you know, because everybody was lying to everybody else. Yeah, everybody was, you know, trying to, even this past episode, you know, Rona was still like pulling the wool over um, Mobius's eyes, like still trying to like skirt around the truth for him and just kind of, no, everything's okay. Pat him on the head, go back to work, you know? Um, right, and then he had to steal her temp pad to really, he, yeah, to really like get get the truth or a little bit of the truth. And I think who is behind it? No idea, absolutely no idea. I have no idea about King the Conqueror. Um, do you? What is his? Is he in the future? Is he? Do you know anything more about him other than that the two of them are connected in the comics? So as far as I know, he is, I don't know if he's like a time jumper, hold on real quick, but I know that he is, that him and Ravona are involved in some of the comic runs. Um, So it, it, it would, you could assume because he is a, he does time travel. So like this, this would fit this mold that he is involved with the TVA in some way, shape, or form. And it has been reported that his character is going to show up in Ant-Man and the Wasp in the quantum, uh, quantum mania. So how do you connect that? Hmm. You connect it here. So, sure. you know, it, that's I mean, just, that's just my guess. You know what but part again, of me kind of wants it to be? Who? Mm. What? Part of it kind of wants of me wants it to be like as Loki picked up the Tesseract and he thinks that he disappeared with it. He actually just got like smashed by Hulk and this has all been a Loki dream. Hmm. I mean, it's not, but I just thought it would be funny. I was like, that would be super funny. Like you wake up and you're like, oh, you were just in Loki's screwed up mind this whole time. None of this (laughs) happened. Nothing happened. No, I think, Lauren, I think you're right. I think this is the right time to bring that character into play if we're going to see him in Ant-Man and Wasp. that would be one thing that makes sense. It all these series are being used to tie together the phases of the films. We know that. Um, and so we kind of do have to tie in that new phase that's coming out in that storyline that's coming out. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it's all gonna tie into multiverses. It's all all this is gonna all come together. The one thing that you know, with with all of the deception and all of the half truths that have been told so far. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to that scene where Mobius and Loki are looking out over into the city, right? And there's this huge, sprawling city, multiple, multiple levels, far as the eye can see, just activity and futuristic and all the craziness. Like, is that all bullshit? Is that like a total, you know, fabrication? Also, how many people are in the TVA? Like, how many of these variants are running around? That well, is realistically, what- you don't actually see that many people. You see... Mm-mm. In the hallways, all of that. And you see the same people. So when when Sylvie was brought in as a child, the same people were working. True. You had the same guy that did the, the temporal scan. You had the same people at the desk. So realistically, they don't aren't aging. Be- Nothing's aging. Anyone yeah. there. Um, you see these same people 
working throughout. You don't see really. It's not like it's not like in a lot of the the shows. You know, they don't have, you don't have background actors. You don't see extras in the background milling around at all. It's very intentional who you're seeing on screen and when you're seeing them. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Katie, you got more thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that just kind of that lends it to more towards this whole thing being bullshit. Like I've thought, like I've thought the whole time, like this whole TVA, everything is bullshit. There's something else going on. So yeah, maybe that whole city is just a fabrication and you know, we're going to, we're going to find that out maybe next episode, maybe last episode. I don't know. I think, I think next episode is going to have to be jam packed with a whole bunch of explanation. Um, if they want people to like buy it and if they want it to tie in in a way that makes sense, I guess. No, that's a really good point. Christina, any more thoughts on who else besides Kang? I mean, that's all I can think of, but maybe it's, I mean, maybe there's, there are actual timekeepers, right? I mean, maybe there are actual timekeepers, but they're obviously not showing themselves to people right now. Yeah. I, I think that your theory is probably the most realistic theory. I can't imagine unless there is somebody that they are not tying in from the comic world and they are just creating true. someone. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a really good and point. that could always be a thing. But historically, we don't really see that happen. We see these a lot of characters even come from the, you know, the outskirts. Somebody who may have been in one one comic book and it's somebody who's read them all goes, oh, well, they added this in and. And they can recognize it and the casual reader or viewer does not. So I can't imagine that they would waste an opportunity to introduce a character into the MCU, essentially, with the show. Yeah. And like we've said before, they have so much to pull from. I mean, they have decades worth of material and multiple different properties to pull from. Um yeah, I agree that Kang makes the most sense. I just wish I knew more about him. I just don't, I don't know. And with time, like like we've been saying all along, with manipulating time and all of the, you know, d- different things that they can do with that, there's no way to know what to expect, for sure. Right, yeah, there's just, there's just too many options. There's just too many options right now that they can do, especially with time traveling, but... Yeah, basically, I mean, from what I can tell, Kang has a really big connection to the Fantastic Four. Um, so that would be interesting. Again, if the rumors are true, and I, and I think they are. I don't know if they've been confirmed by Marvel or not. They might have been. I'd have to check, like, Hollywood and Deadline. But there is an actor that is attached to playing Kang in the Ant-Man and Wasp movie. So I think it'd be interesting that you know, we start it here. Maybe continue it in Doctor Strange, possibly. Who knows? Maybe continue it in Spider-Man 3. Maybe continue it in Ant-Man. And again, like we've kind of talked about before, this entire phase is all about time traveling, Kang, all that stuff. Like this is what this last phase is for Christina. What else you got? Is this our new tied together villain? Is this our new Thanos potentially? That's gonna you know See, I tie don't... the films together. Is this our our new villain? I mean, we need one, right? Everybody's got one villain, but if there's one tied together, this could be it. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if he'll be the Thanos, but I think he might be that villain for this phase specifically. I think there are other bigger baddies that I think would bring the avengers together more i feel like kang might be the one where he is fucking with everybody in their own movie you know what i'm saying 
And then maybe that eventually gets to this whole Avenger event and, you know, everybody's got to come together. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if that plays out, how they, you know, if if this is what it's going to be. I think it's going to be interesting to see how how the rest of it plays out with all the other movies. Because potentially this could be you know, the start of, yep, this is the beginning, like you're saying, Christina, of the villain of this phase, you know, and build to something. So, yeah, I'd, I'd have to deep, uh, deep dive more into Kang, but I think that that's my guess. If you're using characters that have that connection to him and it's a report of the of this character coming in the new Ant-Man movie, then... Who's the actor that you saw tied to it? Um, let me check because I just saw it. Um, John Goodman. Yeah, John Goodman. I I'm down for that. Like, just bring Jonathan, me John Goodman. <laughs> Jonathan Majors is attached to it, I believe, is from what I am reading. It's Jonathan Majors. Again, I could. I mean, I again, I don't know if this is fully like confirmed or whatnot. But that's that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. So it's gonna be interesting. So again, the TVA is a it's it's an interesting concept that I think they're introducing. I wonder if we'll get more of the TVA or this is basically like Hey, his his Wikipedia is straight up saying he's an Ant Man and Wasp. Right. Which so yeah, who trusts Wikipedia, but well he's from Love. No, Lovecraft September Country. September fourteenth of twenty twenty deadline reported that he landed the major role. In Ant Man okay. and Ant Man Three, so that that's, so that's again, is it confirmed? Confirmed? I don't know if Marvel actually really confirmed it yet, but we'll see, we'll see. But again, that's an interesting. If this character is coming, I think that makes sense because if this whole phase is all about, you know, trying to fix time, and he's a big part of that, he would make sense. The one that is kind of destroying it, and maybe he is gathering other villains and maybe we'll see that who knows again there's gonna be a lot of things that could happen but yeah i think kang is gonna be maybe the the underlying threat for this phase specifically and i think maybe he maybe he'll bring in the fantastic four somehow maybe that connects to that who knows we got we got a lot you know a lot to still digest and we got two more episodes in the show which is really crazy to think about so again, so the TVA though, I wonder if I'll throw this question: Do we see the TVA moving forward after the series, or do we see literally the destruction of the time of of T, of the TVA? Because I feel like we do. I think this is where the TVA begins and ends, and I think the aftermath is what we see in these following movies. Katie, your thoughts on that? Do you feel like we'll see the TVA post this show? Or is this it? And then we see the ramifications of everything. That's a really good question. And I'm not sure how to answer it. I, I could see it both ways. Um, you know, how many other TVA agents were overhearing all of these conversations and started right. that domino effect as well? You know, like how many more insur- little insurrections are they going to have um, with hunters and analysts and everybody? What happened to B-15 too? I, I mean, I know she was there when they started fighting and I meant when I watched it again, I meant to pay attention and I didn't. Did, she, did we see what no, happened to her? So all we know is that she fell down. We did not see her get pruned or anything like that. So okay. she could still be alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's up in the air. Maybe she, maybe she leads a little, little insurrection. I'd be down for that. Um, I don't know. I, I, t- 
I don't think that we will see the TVA outside of Loki. I'll say that. I think maybe we'll see them. Um, we'll probably see them in these next two episodes uh, because obviously the Lokis are going to have to get out, <laughs> get out and cause some chaos. Right. Um, yeah. That, that's my final answer. We'll see him in the series, but maybe not anywhere else. No, that's I have fair. a question. Chris- yeah, go ahead. So at the end of episode four, yes, we see that Sylvie and Loki are like, well, Loki is pruned, but we see Sylvie like, what the fuck do I do now, right? Um, oh, that was my first F-bomb, maybe. No, nah, probably not. Um, and so we, <laughs> we, Sylvie's kind of like, you're going to tell me everything. <clears throat> but here's the thing. When they were going to walk out, when Sylvie and Loki were just like, we dominated in here, we recognize that these are now robots and we're going to walk out, um, they didn't really seem concerned that there was going to be a lot of people in the hallway they had to get through. They didn't really. So, like, now what I'm trying to figure out is, like, Sylvie's got her. She's got Ravana. She's got her almost as her hostage, but... She doesn't think anybody's going to come look for, like, the judge. Because that's essentially what Ravana is now. She's, like, the judge, right? She's judge and jury, essentially. So, like, Sylvie doesn't seem concerned about that. She's just like, I'm going to torture you and get all this information out of you. And Ravana wants her to prune her because she doesn't want to tell her. And you can see her do that. So it was questionable to me of where do you go from here? Like, where do you go? Is this now like a split episode where we're seeing Sylvie scenes, we're seeing Loki scenes? What's going to, you know, especially after that end credit, where do we go from here? Because that didn't really tie together where it leads you into what the next episode will be other than the end credit, where it maybe focus more on Loki and somehow Sylvie comes and gets him would be maybe my thing. That's a good point. I don't know what to think about that. What about the TVA? Do you think we'll see it anymore, Christina? I think we see a Yes. I, th- I think we have to um, still see some TVA th- things over this, po- but post post Loki, post Loki, yeah. we may see flashbacks to the TVA and why and what was happening. And in films, we get might get more explanation as to what the TVA truly was and wh- how it started and what was really happening. Um, there will be that tie-in thing that they have to kind of do if you didn't watch the series and now you're going to do it in a film where we kind of go back and explain slightly just enough. Um, so we might see bits and pieces, but we're not going to see like the full details of the TVA after this series is done. I can't. I'll have to look it up. But did Loki? I feel like Loki got a season two. Am I wrong in that? Did they? Let me look it up real quick. I thought. I thought they were getting a season two of Loki, and maybe I'm wrong. They're not referring it, to it as a limited series. Okay, so then I. So then I think the TVA, I still think the TVA is going to be, I guess, jacked in my opinion. But um, I, I wonder if we just keep the TVA within this show then. And like, I, I guess my, my initial thought right now is that we destroy the TVA here at the end of this, at the end of this series and it's no more. But if it's a season two, I mean, maybe not to say that, um, not to say that it TV does has to be in Loki again in season two because he can do other stuff. But if they do have a season two, I feel like the TVA will be around still then, but maybe just within Loki. Here's a thought though. So the TVA say 
we destroy the TVA, but who, do the timelines all destroyed? Like, what happens to all these timelines and the sacred timeline that we've spent so much time talking about? Is it really just bullshit and non-existent and everything is up in the air? Or or what does that mean, right? Is it something that they acknowledge like, hey, maybe this wasn't, this was not done properly, but maybe this isn't a bad idea. And now we have some other version of the TVA for positive, not negative, or good, but not evil. I don't know. Do we even know if the TVA is evil, to be quite honest? We, we don't I mean, know. Right. I mean, they took, she took Sylvie, seems like kind of without, like, a, a like without a reason, because Sylvie even asked her what was my nexus event because she was taken when she was young, and I don't, I don't, you know, I'm obviously her nexus event. Or we got a so variant like, alligator, which is dope, which is hilarious. So it seems yeah. to me like maybe all of the Loki's were taken in the same way, right? And maybe just Sylvie was crafty enough to get get out of the pruning, right? maybe there's something uh, like man my brain is <laughs> maybe there's something even bigger going on just with like collecting demigods collecting power because that's one of the big driving forces behind the tva and even behind rona like she's got all the power the tva and the timekeepers were the one with all the power and all of the control and this is how it is and this is the way it is and this is why we're doing it and, and that's now that's it. bullshit the and now it's all bullshit, bullshit. Right, right exactly so what is now is it just we're grabbing more power you know and two if there we're really 200 years in the future what you know like everything that we're going to be seeing upcoming is going to be the past right the the eternals is past events and it, it's more of the story of them you know the only way that we're going to see more of the future i feel like is through doctor strange and through ant-man and wasp potentially so yeah there there's so many there's my brain is going in many different spiky directions <laughs> Well, right, because I mean, this is what this sh- this show is doing is definitely giving us a lot to think about for sure. So, yeah, I mean, the TVA is gonna be interesting to see how this gets wrapped up in in well, just see how this se- how this season ends and what they do with the TVA. So let's go to Loki real quick before we kind of get our uh, GBC question. So again, I'm I'm really liking what they're doing with this character. Tom Hiddleston is doing an amazing job with his character. You know, adding, you know, um, a female Loki, Sylvie, is very interesting in their relationship. I like a lot, like, even Mobius was like, you like her, don't you? And it's kind of like Loki can only love himself. So it's kind of a very interesting dynamic that he's in love with the female version of himself that he doesn't wasn't aware of but like they're sharing you know sharing this this event together so it's bringing them closer but it's like again a version of him but female like it's a kind of it's an interesting dynamic that they are portraying so now now that they're split up i think christina like you said i think we would i think we do follow Sylvie and Loki. And of course, I think they're going to merge again. Like they're, they're going to cross paths. So it's going to be interesting how that comes about. But 
it's just their relationship I'm really liking. I like how they're growing it kind of organically. And like, again, their conversations have been really interesting. Um, you know, there was a line, I think, I think it was on the train when they were talking about, you know, were they into prince or princesses and all this kind of stuff. I know, Katie, I know you picked up on that. So, like, it's all very interesting. Like, I like I like what they're doing with this character because they are giving him more depth because, again, he's trying to tell Mobius, like, the honest-to-God truth about the TVA royally is wrong and that he's being lied to. And, you know, he is trying to tell a friend. I mean, he even called Mobius a friend, which was, again, a kind of, I think of a big deal for Loki. It's a really big deal. So... You know, again, the, they're really expanding this character into more than just this God of Mischief, Thor's brother, all this other stuff. So, Katie, your thoughts on Loki, Sylvie, all that so far? Yes, I did pick up on the princes and princess. And yes, we uh, we do have confirmation that Loki is bisexual. So, yay for him. Um, I think that him falling for himself in a way falling for a female version of himself has uh some very interesting things to say just about mental health as far as like as it's been portrayed in this series specifically like i was saying loki's done a whole lot of self-reflection um throughout this whole weird experience that he's had and i think that uh him growing to give himself advice right when when the when the event was about to happen and the planet um lamentus was about to be gone um that to me is just there's something really interesting about that and um really kind of kind of special about that too but yeah i love the all the depth that they're giving loki uh you know but but still the kookiness and the the bits the time cell with lady sif was fantastic um i need to know how I can set up a time cell and just kick somebody's ass for the rest of eternity. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, I, I think that the, their dynamic, it's all very interesting to me. And I know that it's a kind of a polarizing event and a lot of people like don't, they're not really understanding it because how can you love someone that is you or, and all of this, but uh, yeah, I, I I I'm I'm for it. I I'm enjoying watching it. I'm enjoying how they're weaving her into the story and using her as kind of a mirror for Loki too. Um that that's cool to me. And yeah, I I'm I hope that she I hope she continues I would love to see her continue outside of this show. I'm not sure it's going to happen, but um yeah, that's my thoughts. <laughs> No, that's a good point with her showing up in maybe a, a movie or something. I hope they do because I think she's, A, she's a great actress, number one. Number two, she's a very cool character, for sure. Very different than, I think, what we've seen before. So, Christina, your thoughts on Loki, Sylvie, that whole relationship? I think it's cool. I think that it speaks to the fact that Loki is a narcissist. And he says that when he's talking to Mobius and, and Mobius is telling him and they're going back and forth before he sends him into Lady Sif and Loki says, narcissist. Yep. That's what I am. And that is the literal definition of a narcissist is being in love with oneself. 
just generalized, not the actual definition, but that is what it is. He is in love with himself and he he's reflecting on her what he really wants himself to be. Like he is starting to uncover who he actually wants to be and that maybe he doesn't have to be the god of mischief. Maybe he can be number of other things and that he's not that one-sided thing he thought he was born for um but timeline right wise with loki i mean where does loki go from here right so if we are going to get her we don't really have anywhere for loki to comfortably go from here that makes sense by the way after this series we can't just like throw loki in and be like oh hey guess what i'm back like that because we're now we're talking changing a lot of events for that to happen so I'm not really sure how that works out, but I think their relationship's cool. I think that um, I love that they are similar looking in a way. If you look at them, they look like they would be siblings. Um, and I think that is very intriguing, the way that they were able to do that. Um, yeah, I think it's a cool relationship. I think they have really interesting conversations. I loved the prince and princess's conversation too. And I, I think that that showed him you know, that they are very similar. He said, I think, I think you felt the same, or I think you're the same, something like that to her in that conversation. So I think it's really interesting. I want to see how it ends. I want to see how, how this happens. Yeah, I think it's interesting seeing her powers too is different than him, right? She can enchant, he can't do that. And then, you know, out of nowhere, too, in that third episode, we see him literally take a rock and push it back. Like, what the hell was that? Like, where's that been, Loki? So, like, it, we're learning different things, I think, about Loki himself. And then, obviously, through Sylvie, we're learning, he's learning a lot more about himself, too. So, it's an interesting journey that we're on with him. I think, like you're saying, Christina, self-reflection through i think obviously him and mobius but also through him and sylvie he's learning a lot by himself so it's a really uh really interesting really interesting dynamic i'm really excited to see i mean what happens does does she survive or does she get you know like we don't know like i think that's that's the really great part about this see about this series specifically is that episode episode you really don't know what's going to happen because it could go a lot of different ways a lot of different ways and you know just when you think you might you might see it they do a total 180 on you and you're like okay nope we're not going that direction (laughs) so it's It's so funny how this conversation is the opposite of how it was during falcon and winter soldier where we're like okay so this is what's going to happen next and everybody i mean thinks like we must be on the ends at marvel because we guessed that entire series from start to finish and this one i don't have a damn clue i do not have a damn clue what is going to happen next wednesday when i watch this episode right 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 and i mean you're correct that's 100 percent correct uh final thoughts katie anything yeah just talking about the relationship between loki and mobius i wrote down a quote that really spoke to me this last episode and mobius told loki you can be whoever you want to be even somebody good and I thought that was a nice, that was like one of the last things he said before he got pruned. So <laughs> that was a nice, uh, that was a nice little moment between the two of them. It's so interesting to me how their friendship, broship, whatever, <laughs> like developed so quickly um, over just four episodes. But yeah, I'm with 
you guys, no fucking idea what's gonna happen next. I mean, I, I, I've had theories that have come to fruition with this, but now we're at the end of okay. But what about well, who's who's keeping the timekeepers then? Who's the who's the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain? And um, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. We're in for a fun in for a fun ride. Like I say, I'm always along for the ride with whatever Marvel is going to feed me. So let's go. <laughs> oh yeah. Well said. Christina, final thoughts. No, I, no, I, I, I don't have any additional thoughts because I don't have a damn clue what's happening. That's fair. No, that's fair. That's really fair. Uh, I know we have a GBC question from Joshua again. Uh, so I'm excited to, to talk about this one. Katie, Go ahead, introduce Joshua's Ask the GBC question. Sure. His question was about the title design and the use of multiple fonts and multiple um, letters. And if we thought that that meant anything, uh, he was very stuck on the K. He was like, is that a weapon? I said, no, I think it's just a a style choice like i don't know he was like are, 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 does each letter represent something he, he was very like he was really trying to figure out <laughs> figure, figure that part out and yeah what do you guys think is there is there something is there something hidden in that in that title design and logo design i don't know that there's something hidden but i think it represents all the different versions of loki i think that's what it is meaning is that nothing is yeah. as it appears and things are always changing and that there's multiple versions of each thing that's kind of what I was thinking, too. And that's kind of what we talked about. But yeah, Lauren, what do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm with that for sure. I think it's the 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 variants of Loki's, the variations that we're getting. And it could be time, too. Like, the, I mean, how certain civilizations, certain whatever, wrote, writ, however you want to say it. And maybe that's just, again, it's just showing all that. So... But I think it's just mostly it's just the different variants of Loki and just throughout time. I mean, I think that's what it means. But it could be. I mean, I think Josh is on to something, though. Josh was on something like, I mean, I don't think you use those fonts sporadically. I think you use them for a purpose. But what purpose? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out at the end of the season what it all means. But I don't know. I don't know. It's all it's a really good question, though, because I think a lot of people have been looking into that, though. Would you guys agree? Like, I think a lot of people have been eyeing the logo, the changes of it. And then I know, Katie, you've been eyeing the end credit stuff because I, and I, I didn't I didn't do that until you mentioned it. Our previous episode where things that we see next week, is that what you caught on to? It's it's more so not so much things that we see next week, but I'm noticing like there was a picture of young Sylvie as a variant in one of the like little scenes, it was a, a desk and then a whole bunch of file folders with a whole bunch of pictures. And one of them was a picture of young Sylvie. Um, has that been in the series throughout? I noticed, I just noticed it after episode four, has that been in the series throughout? I don't know. I know um, for Falcon and winter soldier and for WandaVision, both there was stuff that was kind of woven in um, through those end credit scenes. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know that we really got. I mean, I was of course paying attention, but I I don't know that we really got anything in those end credits um, that's gonna p- 
point us in any specific direction for next week, for sure. That that was a really bonkers kind of cliffhanger <laughs> for all of us to be left on. But yeah, I think with this series and so much mystery, and again, like so much what the fuck is going on, what is going to happen, I think that people are looking for any little Easter egg and any little clue and any little moment that they can to try and make it all make sense for themselves because that's what we try and do right we want to be as fans we like try and we try and understand it and and make it all make sense no that's a yeah that's a really good point that's a really good point okay before we leave though um i want to ask both of you real quick the latest shang chi trailer dropped a few days ago did you guys watch it what are your thoughts real quick katie I see you're shaking your head. Yes. So you saw it. What's your initial reaction? Yes. I'm excited for this movie. Um, th- this is, again, an, a property that I don't know a whole lot about, but I am very excited to learn more and, um, again, along for the Marvel ride. <laughs> yeah. No, I liked it a lot. It was definitely different from the teaser that we got. It had a really cool vibe to it. Um, and we saw possibly a lot of people are saying it and I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's confirmed that that was abomination at the end of the trailer in the cage. So that's craziness. Cause that could lead into she Hulk too. Cause we know abomination will be in that show. Yeah. He's for sure coming so back crazy. for she Hulk. Yeah. yeah. So this is maybe where we see his first appearance before that. So a lot of craziness. Christina, have you seen it? If not. What are you, are you excited for this movie? Um, I'm 38 seconds through the trailer right now. Nice. Um, I like it. <laughs> but those first 38 seconds, it's just going to be visually stunning. Um, it always is. It always is. <laughs> it's it just, it's just going to freaking look good. Okay. At the end of the day, we know we're going to get great effects and it's going to be gorgeous looking. But no, it, um, <clears throat> it actually does look really cool because I remember the first one. We just thought we know nothing about this. So I kind of like going in and this isn't something that's necessarily going to tie to anything else. This is a fresh thing and I don't know a damn thing about it. Just kind of like Loki, I guess. No, yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's a good trailer. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. So that's it, kids. That's the episode. I hope you enjoyed our breakdown of Loki's episodes three and four. So, Katie, let the good people know where they can find you on the socials. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Penguin Katie. Katie with a Y. Love it. Christina, where can the good people find you? Twitter and Instagram at A Beautiful Quest. Nice. And you guys can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Loronos on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can follow the um you can follow the Geek Broadcast at Geek Broads Pod on Twitter. Also, we're on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify for uh your listening. So please, 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 especially on Apple, go rate, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, uh, and help us out, spread the word on us. And do all that good do all that good stuff for us. So again, until next time, everybody, stay geeky. Bye.